This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Earlier, we heard from a man who's delivering high-quality tents to the city's homeless. But with winter around the corner, many unhoused individuals lack the resources that they need to survive the cold. Here to talk with us about what it means to be homeless in Chicago is Harry Williams, grassroots leader with Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. He is also an advocate for the Bring Chicago Home campaign, which is a, quote, grassroots movement of Chicagoans who are committed to creating a dedicated revenue stream to combat homelessness in the city. Thank you so much for being here on Reset, Harry. Thank you so much. So I want to start with your own experiences, right? Uh, you were once homeless as well. How did that experience happen for you? And, and talk us through what it was like. Um, well, I ended up, due to COVID, coming here to Chicago, um, attempted to get on my feet. Um, from where? Where were you coming from? Arkansas. Okay. And um so I ended up losing everything. I came here to get on my feet, mm-hmm. and um, I applied, you know, to get on the waiting list. And I realized, and even called three one one as far as try to get a shelter bed or something where I can have somewhere safe to sleep. And realized that there wasn't anything. The shelters were actually full, and um, there wasn't any real help available at that time. And that's when I was introduced to Chicago Coalition of the Homeless and the Bring Chicago Home campaign. Yeah, you. Um, uh You've had a, a few different experiences here because I'm thinking of the fact that not all unhoused living situations look the same, right? Correct. That is correct. You, you've got people living on the street. As you mentioned, there's staying at a shelter. There's also living doubled up, right? Yeah. You've experienced all three? Yes, I have. Yes, living doubled up with family members. And, you know, after staying with family members for so long, you know, they kind of, it's not that they don't want you there. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like they, they really, you can tell that the vibe, you know. They what were they saying? Just things like, you know, when are you going to find housing? You know, um, I, don't, I don't mind you being here, but, you know, it's kind of a small space here and, you know, we need our space back in, in not so many words. You know, it's just basically you can tell that they wanted me out. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem that we're having now with a lot of people that they're in fear of um, being stuck outside in the cold. So they're stuck in these domestic violence situations, uh, domestic abuse situations or living doubled up and, um that's one of the reasons why I start supporting Bring Chicago Home. Yeah. Because Bring Chicago Home is a, a step in the right direction as far as a long-term solution for house, helping housing. Like right now with the Bring Chicago Home campaign, it, offer, it would actually help house 12,000 families for the next 10 years, whereas the current city's, uh, the mayor's plan and the federal funding that they have right now, yeah, it's only going to house around 220 people for the next 10 years. Well, well that's a great plan then bring Chicago home um, I know homelessness as I talked with the last guest about it's something that really could happen to many of us Harry yes. right what do many people you think not know about what it's like to end up unhoused or the people who end up unhoused I, I think see, sometimes they have an idea of yeah. who it's that like, happens yeah, too. like like they, they, there's always been this bad stigma as uh, there's a certain look of what a person is homeless or experiencing homelessness, but you know um, we have, we actually have sixteen thousand public students who are homeless or facing you know homelessness or experiencing homelessness in these, Chicago. Yes, and these are our children, and I can't point out one child that I know that I can say, okay, that's what homelessness looked like, or that person should be homeless, or that. No, that's not what it's like. There's no look. Yeah, there's no look. You know. Um, I, I held two jobs down and still was looking for housing. So I was still homeless, you know, but still a working citizen here. And still people would look at it like, oh, you, you know, you got two jobs. There's no way he could be homeless. Yes, it's very much possible, you know. Yeah. You, you um, 
I'm looking at that those numbers for the students. I want you to talk more about the unique challenges that homeless students specifically face. Well, like, you know, like one of the teachers told me from um, one of the st- public schools, she said that, you know, it's hard for her students, the ones that are, str- are struggling with homelessness, it's hard for them or it's hard for her to ask them to come into class and focus on the arithmetic or the, you know, getting a good grade that day when last night they didn't have nowhere to sleep. Tonight when they go home, they have nowhere to go. It's cold outside. And where are they going to turn to? Where's their real help? Wow. How can we help them? We can help by contacting our order people, contacting our mayor, and asking them to support Bring Chicago Home. And if they need help doing that, they can always text BCH to 313131, and they'll definitely walk you through the process, and they'll let your mayor and your older people know that Bring Chicago Home, you support it. Because we want to get this on the ballot by February and give our Chicagoans an opportunity to vote on this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only asking to raise our real estate transfer tax by 1.9 percentage points. It's only going to affect 4% of the total population. 96% of us is not going to be affected. And mm-hmm. it's only on properties that are sold over a million dollars. I'm going to give us uh, folks listening here a, a sense uh, of the numbers as you talk about this Bring Chicago Home campaign. Uh, a report on the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless website estimates more than 65,000 Chicagoans experienced homelessness in 2020, yes. right? This is around the time that this happened for you, yes, right? Yes, uh, The number reflects sheltered and unsheltered individuals, as well as those who found temporary shelter with others. Um, that number was actually nearly 13% up from 2019, which, of course, was before the pandemic. Any sense of the number of unhoused people in Chicago just over this past year, 2021 to 2022? I think it's increased more. I think we're even up to like 68,000, something like that. And that's the ones that we count. Like our city doesn't count doubled up as being homeless. So those those are not that's not part of the number of the 68,000 is the doubled up. And that's why we need this long term. So that's just only if you're in a shelter or you live on the street. Yes, I yes, see. yes. That's only, you know, those are the only ones that count as being homeless. But those that are living doubled up, then their voice is not even heard. Mm-hmm. We don't even count them. Yet they're every bit of homeless. They're, they're, they're experiencing homelessness. And another thing that, that I'm seeing is there's no wraparound services that are associated with experiencing homelessness. Oh, explain. Okay, well, see, when, you, when I was experiencing homelessness and I finally got housed, um, I still need help with other things, you know, on-the-job training or, you know, um, counseling for this or whatever because, you know, there's such thing as post-traumatic stress disorder and things that you've you've had to experience while being homeless that no one wants to talk about or deal with or address. So this being Chicago Home Campaign, it would not only house um, 12,000 individuals, it also offers services to help with that as well. Help them get their lives that, together. That, yes, yeah. maybe they need a budgeting class. Maybe no one ever taught them. Like, I was never taught when I was younger. Until I got older, how to spend a dollar or how to save a dollar. Yeah. But we don't have these talks because um, this is something that they don't want to bring up or address. And anyone who's lived in Chicago, I know it hasn't been that long for you, right, coming from Arkansas, but you know that our winters here, oh. they can be. You know, I, I, was, I found an interesting fact the other day that over 64 people have died due to cold exposure here in Chicago since October 2021 wow, and wow, June wow. 2022. That's too many people. Even one dying from cold exposure is an unacceptable number. What does it mean to be homeless in this city in the colder months? It's almost like a death sentence in a way, especially without help. It's like you're asking me to just turn over and die. 
because you don't have any help. You don't have where you're going to sleep at. You don't know where you're going to get warm at. You don't even know how you're going to eat. And like the gentleman uh, Andy was speaking about earlier, yeah. they're, they're actually getting ready to, they're going around in these tents that they are putting up, they're going and taking them down. So what are you telling our, our homeless people, that they don't have a voice, that they don't deserve a safe place to live? Housing, housing is a human right to me, and that's why I advocate so hard for it is because I feel like every human being deserves a safe place to live. Absolutely. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and if you're just joining us, that's Harry Williams, who's a grassroots leader with Chicago Coalition for the Homeless, and we're talking about unhoused Chicagoans and how we can help them. So talk more about how everyday folks can can help people who are living outside during this brutal Chicago <clears throat> winter. What types of gestures can we do that will actually make the most difference? Um, I think one of the gestures is acknowledging that they're there. Because a lot of times, That's step people, one. yes, it's like acknowledging that there's somebody, a human being, who's a Chicagoan that needs help, and then find out what there's what what resources we have available to help them with. Because right now, like I said, we're working on resources and trying to get things handled, but we don't need band-aid solutions like the city and, and the way the federal government. I mean, the funding that we have now, yeah, it's only going to house 220 people for the next 10 years. Whereas, bring Chicago Home campaign. It's going to house twelve thousand people, yeah, for the next ten years. Yeah, and, and let's dig into that. The the numbers you're you're speaking about uh, are come from Mayor Lightfoot's 2023 budget proposal. It includes more than ten million dollars for homeless prevention and some other supportive services. So you're saying it's not enough. How it, how, how could that money best support the city's homeless population? It sounds like it, it would, allocating it would yeah. more. It will it would generate uh, roughly around one hundred sixty three million dollars of dedicated revenue for homelessness and, and and services that are associated with experiencing homelessness. Right now we don't we have dedicated money for libraries and dedicated money for roads and we have dedicated money for this or for that but we do not have dedicated funding for homelessness. And it, you know if we go ahead and raise the real estate transfer tax, give the people an opportunity to vote on this and say we all vote yes. Let's 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 raise the real estate transfer tax by 1.9 percentage points. Then dedicate that funding to People experiencing homelessness, whether you're outside on the streets, living in the shelter, living doubled up, it doesn't matter. You're experiencing homelessness. This is dedicated funding for you. Yeah. $163 million a year. And regardless who's the mayor in office, regardless what the older person is, it's, this is a, a dedicated funding. And we need that because that's going to be a long-term solution for helping those experiencing homelessness. I want to talk about the city of Chicago's warming centers, Harry. You know, there are 24-hour shelters, but the warming centers themselves, they're only open 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. As we've mentioned, cold doesn't stop it doesn't. On, on nights, right, yes. and weekends. Why are these warming centers not 24 hours or like seven days a week? And, you know, that's a great question. Um, or at least right. overnight. Yes, because that's when it's most cold is yeah. overnight, you know. But I don't know. I don't know if it's the lack of funding or what it may be, but I would, I would definitely – advise, you know, or ask the people to vote on that even as well, because that's been a big problem that I'm hearing from people at the shelters or the warming centers, that they're even full or that, you know, they're over capacity or they're only open temporarily. Well, there's there's also only six of them available in Chicago. Can you imagine putting 68,000 people in six of those warming centers and asking all of them to stay warm from Monday through Friday, nine to five, and after that, you know, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Times are hard for a lot of folks right now, Harry, and it feels like with inflation, everything is just costing more than ever. It's tough. 
Um, you know this, I know this, you know, some folks, as I talked with Andy about, you could be literally just a paycheck or two away from this being your life. What steps should folks listening to us right now, if maybe that is their situation, what steps should they take to get help right now? I would definitely call 311 to see what's available because the way that the city has it set up, everything has to go through 311. Gotcha. And they'll ask for shelter placement. You can search in with the homeless prevention program. There's other foundations, programs out there. But if, you know, these are all, again, just temporary things, kind of like if you need help right, right, right out today, that's, you know, you can call 311. But if we want to fix this, you know, because this problem here with this homelessness here in Chicago, we need a long-term solution. So that's why I would suggest them to go to BCH or text BCH to 313131. Ask your older people. Ask the mayor life for them. Support Bring Chicago Home. Let's save each other. Let's bring Chicago home because these people are suffering day in and day out. Why are we arguing going back and forth about the budget or this at a third? There's, again, 16,000 students suffering, 68,000 adults with nowhere to go. Yeah, it's a lot of people. How are you doing now? Honestly, I'm still struggling. I'm still going through the motions. I'm still experiencing homelessness. Or I'm literally, and um, on the November 3rd, I have to go to eviction court because I'm two months behind in my rent because I got laid off and I found another oh, job. So sorry. And, you know, it's still a struggle. It's not. It's not like I'm. I'm in there. You know, I'm, I feel like I have somewhere to live now, but I feel like I'm like you said earlier, one paycheck. Or one, one, one meeting from where I'm have to be back on the street. And uphill climb still. Yes, yeah. yes. And there's no services really. Like there's no wraparound services to help me with this right now. I thank God for Chicago Coalition for the Homeless and the other organizations that are advocating and fighting for those because that gives me hope. That's what encourages me to not give up, to keep fighting, yeah. keep believing. When I see, when I like today, when I came here, I seen seven people literally on the streets, cold, wrapped up in just a little coat. And I'm like, I want to help. I want to get. I want. I'm. I'm tired of seeing them suffer, and we're not doing enough to get it. You know, to help them. Yeah. I'm gonna wish you the best of luck, Harry. We're praying for you. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Harry Williams, grassroots leader with Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. You're welcome.